That sounds great. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dustin Eric Podcast Show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. He's Dustin. And that's Eric. Hi. Hello. We're on episode number 12. We'll be talking about radio and antenna selection and then aligning those. Our special guest today, Jeff Jones. Hello, everyone. And Art Feldman. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on this uh, super awesome episode. It's good to be here. So are you guys ready to talk about some antennas? Yeah, why not? All right, cool. So uh, we'll start straight away. Today's main course is uh, antenna selection and alignment. So uh, when you want to select an antenna, what do you need to do first? (laughs) Don't everybody. (laughs) Link distance, gain. How far are you trying to go? Yeah, what's your your coverage? Here's a hint. A hint right here is. Mm. Are we talking point to point? Design tool, huh? Well, it depends on how far. It depends on what kind of radio yeah. you're trying to interface with. There's a number of variables there. Right. So okay. distance, uh, interference, um, inter- you know, what kind of uh, – what are you looking to do exactly is what's basically your, what what's you your coverage area? Right. So uh, a good place to start is by mapping out what you're trying to do and find out how long your link is, understand the environment you're deploying in. Uh, the design tool is a good place to start. You can – Put in any of the Mimosa products. You can even add custom radios in there. Uh, put your GPS coordinates in, and you'll get an estimated uh, SNR, FI, aggregate IP. Um, you'll get link distance, uh, rain reliability. You can also change your settings to increase or decrease rain fade to, to help better understand how your link will perform. Anybody else want to add anything to that? No, I mean, that's, that's using the design tool is always something we've always pushed here at Mimosa and uh, something customers are getting really used to using on their own. Um, right. You got 5 gig, or are you the only 5 gig uh, radio there? You're the only guy there? You're co-locating? <clears throat> but yeah. this, doesn't even, this doesn't just uh, point to point. do point to point. You can also do this for point to multipoint, which we just had a, a large update for our design tool come out uh, mm-hmm. on 820 that has a lot of updates to the point the multipoint planner uh, with additional antenna coverage patterns and things like that so it's a good place to start to help plan your network out to help try and choose the type of antenna you need but it really comes down to you know again the area you need to cover for point the multipoint um, antenna spacing on the tower how much room do you have on a tower uh, your interference, so you need a larger or a smaller dish to help mitigate interference or fit into a space on a tower that there isn't a lot of space. Uh, also, Mimosa has integrated antennas that have the radio inside. It's all one single package. We have connectorized antennas where you can put a larger or a smaller dish on it. So those radios, uh, some of them are 2 by 80 some of those go up to 1 by 80 you know. So you need to know what kind of throughput you're looking for. Um, honestly, you just have to go through planning and figure out what you're trying to do. This goes back to our last couple of shows. It goes back to our last series where you really have to sit down and decide what you really are trying to do with your deployments. Yep. The end. Yeah. Wow, that was fast. <clears throat> wow, that's a that, that's a short show. 
Well, I was hoping that people would jump in and <laughs> add add what they think. Oh, you're doing great. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. You I, think, everything I think the correctly. point I think the point you were talking about your intended area of coverage is really important. Uh, a lot of times I see where customers will put an antenna that is barely squeaking by. So, you know, trying to have a good understanding of where you're really trying to uh, cover in in the area is really important because different antennas have different propagation patterns, obviously. So a higher gain antenna will have a more concentrated signal, whereas, you know, a panel antenna will have a broader uh, propagation path, and that may work well for, you know, close to medium distances. So uh, I think it's really important to understand really what you're trying to do and, and how far you really want to cover. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the problem you run into a lot of times is because you, you think of the radio you want to use, you think of the antenna you want to use because based on the gain. You don't always think about the whole entire picture of where am I going to put, where am I going to place the antenna, where am I going to place the equipment. So you buy everything, you get to the site and go, oh, wait a minute. I don't have enough room. Something's already over here, or there's not enough space. I can't configure properly. This antenna just this antenna just doesn't fit. So understand, basically, you know, talking about the whole design tool and the planning part of it. If you know where it's supposed to go, again, we talked about doing a site survey. Right. Get out to the site, figure out exactly how much space I have, where do I want to place it, then think of your entire your entire solution. Do I have enough strength? Do I have enough? Do I have the right antenna for that environment? So it's the whole entire, it's understanding the whole entire layout as opposed to just having parts and pieces and then putting it all together. Sure. Right. When we go into planning, uh, for example, this uh, this antenna on the left is it's quite busy there, but we have we have examples uh, in in our field locations with just like this. So we'll go up and look at the real estate and see what we can fit in and what height. What what's the uh, tool? What did the tool say that we need for an average height of the physical height of the antenna above above ground? And then uh, check with uh, the management of the site and say, hey, we'd like to put X size, uh, you know, 34 dB dish or something heavier uh, up at uh, 32 feet. And then we go from there. Um, if the link tool is happy and we go, yeah, that, this, this gain on both sides, this will work for both sides for the link. Uh, now let's see if we can fit it in the puzzle, <clears throat> especially with a busy uh, tower like for, as this example shows here. Uh, does somebody want to talk about how... Uh, antenna gain for a point-to-point is higher than antenna gain for a point-to-multi-point system? Well, I think the thing about point-to-point is obviously you have a single connection and you're trying to concentrate that signal out onto the horizon. Uh, so it's imperative that you have a high-gain antenna that can make the the connection there. Whereas a multi-point solution, you're looking more for a broader coverage area. So you may not have or need to have a higher gain uh, directional antenna. You you maybe maybe want uh, you know like a panel antenna or a sector antenna where it provides a general coverage for that given area. Yeah, you see you see a, a parabolic reflector at uh, maybe just a couple of feet across, uh, and we approach 32, 33 dB, and then for the same size sector at a say uh, about a two foot long by X wide sector, you're half of that. Sure. Right? Well, it goes back to when I first started learning about RF. Somebody used the analogy of a, of a flashlight. So take a flashlight and you want to condense the uh, or prop- propagate the beam, right? As you, mm-hmm. as you do that, you make, the ne- you make the beam narrower, so it starts covering a larger area, a longer length, but obviously it's not as wide. So with the point-to-multipoint, you want to include multiple customers. So your idea is to cover a larger area, so you're not going to go as far. So the, the range is going to, obviously going to... Uh, 
be uh, you're going to bait the, the the range, but you're going to cover uh, you're going to provide coverage for more customers in turn. Yeah, the gain is the gain is uh, halved and uh, quartered down as as we go. We widen up the uh, the bean widths, et cetera. So I, I've seen some customers who have talked about or tried using sector antennas for point to point system on both ends, and vice versa. You know, dish antennas right. as uh, AP hmm. antennas for a point to multi point system. While that might work, it's not going to work well or at all, honestly. It's not going to accomplish what you're trying to do, that's for sure. I guess if you're, co- you're trying to do that trick and you're co-located with, say, a different company, they're not going to be very happy. They're going to see you in, in their spectrum and stuff and vice versa. Right. Huh? Yeah, Yeah, I like the idea that Art shared about a flashlight. It kind of my- reminds me when I was a kid, we used to have uh, uh, water fights with the hoses, right? And so we had this one uh, spigot that we used to use that – if you tighten it up, it will shoot just as far as uh, you want. But if you want to spray someone in a close area, you tend to open it up, and it's more of an umbrella sure, approach. Sure. So, you know, having an antenna that will, will take the same amount of energy but concentrate it further out uh, down the road is really important. And so, uh, I, I don't know, I always think about a uh, hose fight. We used to have, uh, you want to make sure you have uh, uh, it open just, just enough to where you can hit the other person. Um, now so. on the on the weekends, I get lazy. I actually do that, yeah, yeah. and I'll take the nozzle and I'll stand down. and I'll stand uh, and I'll stand sixty feet back from the from the target area for the plants and stuff. And there's <laughs> a tree there, 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 eighty feet, sixty, forty, and then I'll tighten up the nozzle. I'll go. It'll go. You know, push out way out there, and I can hit that. But then if but I also by hand want to water the half of the lawn too. So I'll like widen it up. Now I just lost. I just lost two-thirds of the distance, but now I get to cover more area. You bet. So since we're talking about tightening up the beam, we're talking about the main beam, but we also want to consider our side lobes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of cheap antennas out there. Uh, They're good for starting out, but they have really bad noise rejection, or they have real bad side lobes that will interfere with uh, co-located antennas or will cause trouble for yourself because you're picking up interference from co-located antennas. So you want to make sure that you you honestly should spend the extra money and purchase a decent antenna up front instead of having to go back later replacing that poor antenna for a better one because you want to have a good experience. Your customers need to have a good experience the first time around. So there's there's tons of vendors out there. Uh, there's vendors. Uh, there's certain vendors that we somewhat recommend. Uh, there's a popular one out there that's got you know rf horns you know rf elements uh, they've got pretty decent side lobe rejection uh they definitely don't go as far so you're trading off you know uh, propagation out further but you're gaining you know noise rejection at the same time so there's a lot of tools out there for the toolbox uh it just you have to see what you're trying to do understand what you're trying to do before you choose your antenna so it you need to do a lot of research a lot of people have uh spreadsheets or white papers out there that have this data on it mm-hmm. it's also good to ask other peers uh, about antennas as well because they probably have first-hand experience with that vendor or that type of antenna and they can kind of give you some feedback on how it performs as well most of that stuff has it you know the vendors will have a data sheet there too cut sheets and you can kind of compare those or on the websites and kind of compare the patterns yeah. the gain figures yeah, I mean, good, all good points. the the problem The problem I ran ran into with other customers and certain antennas is, especially the sector antenna. So you you're thinking you're going to get a wider a wider coverage area, 
But what happens is, especially on longer distances, you do get the coverage, but it's not it's inundated because there's there's gaps in the coverage. So you're thinking you're covering the entire area, ninety degrees, but you may get um, you may get thirty here, maybe a, a thirty here, and then portion it somewhere else. But you you'll have gaps in the area. So like Dustin was saying, if you get a quality antenna that has equal coverage throughout, you're gonna your 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 clients are gonna be. You mean uh, primary lobe lobe uh, gain points. Well, it's not, it's not, the, right, so it's not so much on the uh, on, yeah, on the ends. Yeah. It's actually the the, the concentrated injury. The, the, right, the the, yeah. the middle area is actually not. It's not spread out evenly throughout. Right, right. And one thing you need to consider too, you know, talking about sector antennas, the the wider the the propagation path, you may be able to provide better coverage for multiple locations. But also remember you're opening up kind of a can of worms that any uh, interference is is going to be picked up as well because of the fact that not only is the antenna transmitting, but it's receiving. So when you use a wide-gain antenna or a sector antenna, that you need to consider your RF environment sure. because you may, may be in, injecting some more interference than you probably want or like. But same issue as running with omnidirectional antenna. So you, sure. I mean, that's yep. the same, same concept. What do you guys think about omni-antennas? They work. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> They work in all directions, but you're not going to get the long-distance performance that you would get from a, uh, a more concentrated signal. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important is just to have a really good understanding of the expectations about what omnidirection does and does not do. Uh, it does not do a, um, a concentrated signal, so obviously your client is going to be the, the weak link, and therefore you're not going to have the same uh, RF characteristics with a panel antenna you're gonna have some clients too that are further than other clients sure closer in farther out right. too so you really have to look at and, and the other problem coverage. is you don't yeah. you usually don't have clients all around even in even right. uh, proportion all the way all the way around right. your uh, circle so except for disneyland <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing before we uh, end this episode is i know there's a vendor that has a couple of new antennas coming out soon that have some so nice side low rejection nice front to back uh, ratio uh, even front to side ratio so be on the lookout for that and so uh we'll see you on part two of our episode we're going to talk about alignment so we'll see you there thanks art mike and ian too thanks for tuning in please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast which will be available on youtube itunes google play and soundcloud 